Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. Friends with benefits should just be like fucking sex by see you later. There's no dinners. There's no massive texting. There's no kissy kissy emojis. I don't need none of that shit. I don't want the girlfriend experience because if you give me that, I might start liking you. I think jizz on your face is like a degrading kind of vibe. And so I'm not into that. If he's having sex with me and it's someone that I use it, I'm unprotected, I do like for them to come inside me. I do like to know when it's happening and to feel that like they're it. And then you feel it dripping out of you. Do I like swallowing it in the moment when I am horny and drunk on that person and in the mood? I enjoy it because it's a it's a him getting turned on, it's me pleasuring him, it's just a part of the dirty sex act. I think jizz is supposed to be in your vaginal walls and that's it, and down your throat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. By the way, I can see your boobs. You have very nice boobs. I just want to tell all my listeners, Kathy has really nice boobs. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest. Today, I have Kathy Kay on, and she is the host of Strictly Anonymous podcast, where her listeners confess their sexual secrets. We've been on each other's shows a couple times, and actually, you guys, I was just on her show this past Friday, so I'm going to post that link in the show notes. You guys definitely should check it out. Kathy's an excellent interviewer, and she's even more fun to interview because now we get to dig around in her sex life. And she's Uh modest about it. Yeah, she's modest about it, but she has great stories of her own. So welcome, Kathy, to the show. Hi, Leila. And why don't you tell your listeners that you are surprising me with the topic? I'm like, what the heck are we going to be taping? You're like, it's a surprise. So I have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm going to be talking about on the show, which is kind of thrilling for me. (laughs) I know, but this is girl talk. And so, you know, like, I know how good you are off the fly. So I have no worries. And you're going to... No, I'm excited. I like a surprise. I like that. I think it's great that you did that. Yes. Okay. So today I want to talk about all things related to come and coming. But, but <laughs> yes, so we're going to get into just every little angle, every little nook and cranny of that subject. But first, sure. I want to get your, in case anybody hasn't heard you on my show before, but I'm sure they have, I just want to get into, you know, what your current status is. And at this point in your life, you know, how do you view your sexuality? Oh God, what do you mean my current status? Like marital status? Just you're, you know, you got friends with benefits, you're single, you're yeah, in a relationship. Yeah, I always have, I mean, I'm rolling the same way I've always rolled, okay? Like I have boyfriends for a certain amount of time. And then when I don't have boyfriends, I have one booty call that takes care of business, right? Because we all need to take care of business. So I am in a booty call phase right now. I have been since my son has been born. I have not dated since he's been born. For, you know, first couple of years, you're just like nesting and then COVID hit. And now I would be open to dating, but I'm just, you know, friends with benefits scenario now. And like I said, I've always rolled that way. I've always had a constant in my life. Uh, When I do have a friends with benefits, there's a lot of quickies that are involved. I love a quickie. I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, Uh, me too. I'm very efficient. They work for me. Uh, It's like a service call. That's what I call them. (laughs) I love it. I enjoy them. (laughs) I know. I feel it's very utilitarian. It's like, it's just down to, it's like, let's get down to brass tacks. There's no messing around, which I really appreciate about a good friends with benefits or booty call. And where are you? So with, for your friends with benefits, the current guy, like where, where do you meet these guys? How do they get into that role with you? I would say this, and it's a good question because it makes us discuss the whole, like, how do you make a successful friends with benefits, right? Because I've had non-successful ones and I've had very successful ones long-term. And I think personally, the key to that friends with benefits are two things. One is that you have been there, done that emotionally with them. Those are my favorite people to play with. Somebody that I went through the whole process of liking, unliking, torture, wanting them to call, sweating them, and then breaking up, crying about them, 
fucking over it. But if they were good in bed, that's always the person I'm going to go back to because 100% of the time I will never go back to sweating them ever again. So I know that they are completely safe. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if I met a guy and I'm like, oh, you know, I had like a young guy from the gym once I was fucking and I didn't know him. And we just started booty calling and I wound up like kind of liking him just because of time spent. You know, I didn't cycle through that emotional bullshit first. So my guy that I do it with, I went through, I have cycled emotionally with him. That's why he's someone that I went back to who's great in bed. So I typically pick my booty calls are typically guys from my past that I have been there, done that with, who, you know, were good and bad that I could never like. And the other thing that I think is very important for me and a friends and benefits is that we don't, I know them well enough that we don't need any kind of outside stuff because I think that's where you get in trouble. You know, friends with benefits should just be like fucking sex. Bye. See you later. There's no dinners. There's no massive texting. There's no kissy kissy emojis. I don't need none of that shit. I don't want the girlfriend experience because if you give me that, I might start liking you. I think you got to keep that out of the fucking picture. So they come to my house they service me and they're fucking gone. That's the way I do my business. And if I'm friends with them outside of that, sometimes that if I do any kind of companionship stuff with them, because they are my friend, there's no sex included. Those two are never together. And therefore I never fall for them. And I've had many years typically where I'm sleeping with the same person. And if I'm not dating anyone, I roll like that. And it's always safe. And I never like them and I could have meaningless sex and we take care of business. And that's the end. (laughs) Does that sound boring? No, I, you know, I've been through all of that. You know, I love, I love what you say about it being a service call. I, throughout the years of doing this, like I've been in different modes with it. It seems like, you know, whether I'm, I'm more, you know, about, okay, let's just service each other. Like you say, no fucking emojis, no feelings, (laughs) no kissy bullshit. It's just like, come on over, let's fuck. And you know, fuck it. I call it the fucking go. Like there's no, yeah. Number one rule for me is no sleepovers. Like, yes. no, none of that. Sleepover. If I don't, I, this is how a guy knows I really like him, and that's uh, that I sleep over. I most of the time want to get the fuck out. It takes me a yeah. long time, even with a guy that I like in the beginning, for me to want to sleep over. So I feel the same way. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. It's like that to me is very intimate sleeping yeah. next to someone. It's like, you know, they could stab you in the middle of the night. Like you really have to trust them. You know, it's that- not only that, like, uh, cause you know, I don't drink anymore because I used to just like fucking sleep around when I did. And I would sleep with people I did not like. And then I'd wake right. up and they're like spooning me and I'd be like, oh, oh. my God, get the fuck out of here. You know, a lot know. of regret. I don't want to spoon with someone I don't like. I, it's hard for me to be fake. So I, like I said, I don't like that girlfriend experience. So if I don't like you and most people I don't like, you know, like anybody else, you, you don't meet someone you totally like all the time. So most of these yeah. people I don't like that, I don't want them fucking sleeping over and I don't want to coddle. Yeah, exactly. I know it's awkward. Yeah. You have to kind of know, everybody has to know what their lane is and just stay in their lane. Yeah. But sometimes the line lines get blurred. Okay. So how often are you booty calling? Oh God, not a lot. You know, I am in my fifties. I just got the hormone pellets. They have been injected in my ass. I've done a lot of episodes on that. Okay. And the reason why I changed from regular hormones to the pellets, because I had women calling in like, oh my God, I'm on the pellets and I'm doing gangbangs and all this shit. Like the pellets seem like the end all be all of horniness for women in their fifties after menopause. So I actually would, oh, I very much appreciate the fact that my booty call guy comes after me a lot more and pushes me to engage a lot more frequently than my natural desire is because that keeps you in it. You know what I mean? Uh, I so totally. maybe a couple times a month, like maybe once a week at most. Yeah. If yeah. not, you less. know, it's funny. I just got, I just got on the pellets too. No, I'm not, into, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in premenopause, you know, I'm I'm hitting Very, that yes. zone and I just yeah. I noticed some changes. So my doctor, you know, drew my blood and she's like, Okay, we just need a little bit of this, you know, Testosterone. and boom. Yes, and she yeah. put it in my ass, the pellet. Yes. I got the pellet. Yeah. Oh God, wait, yeah. How long ago? We could monitor. We could detect each other just- like, oh my God, I'm starting to feel horny. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that I wasn't feeling horny because mentally I was there, but I noticed like some physical changes in my vagina. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. 
I'm not lubricating as much. And there was a couple times where it was actually a little pain, uncomfortable. And I'm like, that's out of sorts. And there's no way I'm going to put up with that. The second I felt that, I was like in there. So For she, sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I got but it. But it will rub food. you up. It's going to make you hornier. Okay. I'm sorry, but it just will. I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't find in perimenopause that I lost my sex drive. That goes more down the line, but it will probably increase that for you. So a I, little testosterone I'm, does the body good. You lose it over uh, time, you know, and yeah. mine was really low when I got my test. So I'm back on it. And I love that. I love HRT stuff, but that's another podcast. So yeah, I, I do know. it like once in a, a couple times and he pushes more for it than I do. And like I said, I, I really appreciate that because I think it's very easy for a woman, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys listening that this is where their wife's at, that, you know, you yeah. can just really lose. You're not there yet because you're in peri, and perimenopause is like the horniest time ever. But right after that, if you when you lose all of it in menopause, you really, do, you really can lose your connection to intimacy because you lose your drive. You know, as an animal, we don't, we can't procreate anymore. So there's no reason to get horny, right? It's the reason yeah. why you know yeah. you're ovulating is because nature's telling you, go out and make a fucking baby. So it's oh, nature. You don't need it anymore. Time. So the desire doesn't come and you could completely forget about it. So I remember listening to Esther Peril talk all about how, you know, women are all the time sort of complaining about their guy. He comes home. She's been cooking and cleaning all day or she, and all he wants to do is touch her. And she just feels like a sex object. And she's so irritated by that. And it's so rude. And she said, you know, if anything, you should be thanking him every day because just because you have lost sort of the vision and the feeling of being a sex object and you don't see yourself in any, anyway, he does. And you should be grateful for that because one day you really won't be, you know, one day you're going to be 80 and really not feeling it, you know, right. that you should feel so happy that he still finds you sexually attractive and sees you in that way. And that really, when I heard that, that really changed my view of him always on me, like wanting sex. I was like, you know what? Thank you actually for doing it. I'm so glad you still see me as a fucking sex object and sex object me all the way. Cause it's going to keep yeah. me in touch with that part of myself. Totally. I totally agree a thousand percent with that. Yeah. I mean, I want to be chased, pursued, wanted, desired. Like that's part of it for me. And that really, that but plays when you into... lose your, yeah, but when you lose your hormones, you might, you might not because you're completely not even thinking about it. That's the whole point. It's the woman that has completely doesn't see herself because she doesn't care anymore because she doesn't have the yeah. desire. She doesn't have the hormones. She's not horny. Her testosterone is a flat line. She doesn't fucking give a shit because she doesn't need to. She's in menopause, but then the guy still wants sex. So oh, what yeah. do you do? You know, I know I, I hear this from my listeners all the time. The yeah. mismatch libido thing is it's horrible. You know, and I, yeah, I feel, I feel for guys. I definitely feel for guys. So yeah. women get out there, get, talk to your doctor about it. Trust me, you can correct this. I have episodes, a lot of episodes on HRT. And so I got so many emails from people that found it on YouTube and my listeners. And so then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go on the pellets and then do a whole journey about it and tell people because this is kind of information that people need to know, especially in my age range. I'm the same age as these people and their wives, you know, so, and I totally yeah. understand it. So yeah, it's important. Yes. Okay. Now let's, I want to talk about the male side of the, you know, with the cum and over the years, I personally just had kind of different epiphanies or desires or I don't know, draw towards a man's cum. It's changed over the years. So I really want to focus on this because I know, you know, there's some women that don't like it. How do you feel about his jizz? Oh Does it my turn God. you on? Is I it exciting? Just, sorry, I, sorry to promote my show, but let me just tell you, I, and I changed the episode title because it, I made it like a Valentine's Day PSA. And then I changed it because I'm like, oh, this is going to live beyond Valentine's Day. And it wasn't just about it. I was all, uh, you know, what I talked a lot about on there was just like, you know, for Valentine's Day, just don't give your guy balloons or burritos, just give him a fucking blowjob. So I talked a lot about blowjobs and swallowing cum and why I like it and why you should do it. So I'm all about swallowing. I always have that has never changed for me ever. And yeah. so I am pro jizz, yes. uh, you know, if me anywhere, anywhere, no, but let me tell you, I do not want it on my face. I am very anti-degrading. I'm not interested in any kind of degrading stuff. And I think that there, and some people are, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I think jizz on your face is like a degrading kind of vibe. And so I'm not into that. But jizz anywhere yeah. in my mouth, I swallow it. I'm into it. I could talk about jizz for like an hour. 
Oh, I know. Oh, but, well, we're going to. That's oh, exactly okay. kind of what we're, oh. this is what we're going to do. <laughs> right. We're really going to get into it. That's what I wanted to focus on. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. For me, off limits, I used to say that too, like the face and my eyelashes don't, because I get my eyelashes done. I don't want your fucking cum, you know, gluing my eyelashes together or in my hair. And then there was one time where I was being naughty and I had it, it was with my dominant. And at the time he didn't like that. So he like, he pulled me into the bathroom and he was like jacking off and he did it all over my face. He ripped me out of the shower actually. Yeah. Did it all over my face. He was pissed at me. And you know what? It was hot. I was really? like, that was the only time I liked it. And then he threw me in the shower and like rinsed me off. And I was like, okay, I kind of like that. But as a general rule, I don't want it in my hair. I've had it actually shoot from way back up in my your nose. Eye? In my eye. Oh. No. I, oh, that's to me, I, It is. I don't like that. And you know where else I don't like it? In my ass. I don't want cum in my ass. What oh, about yeah, you? Yeah, that's been a long time since I've had that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But you like anal, right? I do. Yeah. I do like anal. But I don't, I think most of the time, like anal is something that I always say it's never always on the menu for me and not every day, but I get in modes where I want it and I like it a lot. A lot of times if I'm doing it with even just a booty call, I'm very protected with sex. I like the thing with STDs is what people, a lot of people don't know is it doesn't have to go inside to get a disease. It could touch your leg and you could get herpes. My girlfriend got herpes on her ass or some weird place because a guy touched her in that area with his herpes dick. So, you know, I, I, would, I, I haven't fucked somebody in the, I haven't let someone fuck me in the ass without a condom in a long time. So I don't know. <laughs> it's true. That is awful. Okay. Well, I did, I did a whole thing on STDs. Oh, you and did? What am I yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to my sponsor, Shameless Care. They are great. You know, you can go ahead, use the link in the show notes and link over to Shameless Care if you feel like you need. STD testing is really important. And totally. our sexual health yeah. is important. Yeah. And actually, you know, you can get, you can get, I don't, God, I can't remember if it's chlamydia or gonorrhea. It lives in your throat. Oh so, yeah, that's gonorrhea. Yeah, you can get it from someone going down on you. They they don't even have to get their herpes dick anywhere near you, but they can give you gonorrhea. No, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That's what people don't understand. I remember once I had some little thing in my vag, right? And I thought for sure I had herpes, okay? Yeah. It looked like herpes. Like I was like, for sure. Went to my gynecologist fucking flipping out. It was like a pimple, okay? Who knew you could get a pimple there? But that's what it was. But that's when she really taught me, like, listen- you know, cause I'm like, I'm protected. How did this happen? He always uses a condom. She's like, well, does he, you know, rub off on your outside? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you could get it that way. You don't have to go yeah. inside for the one like warts or herpes, the stuff that's on the outside. So once I heard that, I mean, with my booty call guys, I don't even let like, there's no rubbing me on the outside without a condom uh-uh. with a boyfriend. It's different. Cause we all know we're all cool with each other or a guy that I'm yeah. really with long-term, but no, that one booty call guy, I wouldn't let his dick touch my leg because I'm like, I know he fucked around <laughs> with a lot of people and I'm not getting her yeah. on my leg. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. You crack me up. Um, okay. So where do you prefer he come when he finishes? I mean, do you want it somewhere on your body? Do you like it like on your tits? Well, or- no, if he's having sex with me and it's someone that I'm using, I'm unprotected. I do like for them to come inside me. I do like to know when it's happening and to feel that like they're it. And then you feel it dripping out of you. Like that. it's very oh, isn't hot. That hot. Very. <sighs> yes. Very. If I'm blowing somebody, of course, you're going to come in my mouth. I prefer that. So that's really the two places. Yeah. I don't mind it like on my tits, on my stomach. A couple, you know, guys, like I love it when they come right on top. Well, first of all, again, if it's safe and I know them and we've tested and everything, we're together, like they can come inside me. There's nothing hotter than that. That is my number one 
place. I would Inside, like right. yeah. it to go. Yeah. yeah. I love it dripping out of me. I love to mm-hmm. feel that. It's that reminder of what we did. Yeah. I just think that's so sexy and naughty and I love it. But if that can't work, then I also just like right on the top of, you know, like where my pubic hair is, where my little landing strip is, you know, and then have him sort of like rub his dick in it a little bit. Like, I think that's hot. Now, what I'm what I'm making one of the guys that I'm seeing right now do is when he comes on any part of my body, he's not, you know, he's the sub guy that I'm telling you about that oh, I'm teasing. Yeah, we talked denying. about my episode. Yeah. If I let him come, because he's not allowed, we he, we don't fuck. He's he's not he doesn't get to fuck me. That's a that's a prize. He's got to earn that. Uh huh. But when he, when I do let him come, if he comes, you know, on my body anywhere, he has to clean it up. He has to lick it up. He's got to clean it all up, suck it up. Naughty, naughty, naughty girl. Oh, I, (laughs) and he's a naughty boy. He's a naughty boy. (laughs) He's a naughty boy. Or if I'm jacking him off and he, you know, he, it comes, he comes on his own stomach. I will scoop it up and feed it to him. With my fingers. Okay, well, th- I'm sorry. This is like, this guy is prime real estate for my show. Can he call into my show? Tell him I changed his voice. I won't say what he does for a living. I know who he is, but nobody else will. <laughs> okay. I will. Yes. I will see if he will go on there. Oh I, God, actually, I'll give so him- great. Yeah. I'll barter with him. I'll be like, I'll give you, I'll, I'll do no, this. No, he and might want this. it because he's a submissive. Tell me he has to fucking do it. You're the okay. dom. <laughs> That's Don't you right. know how to work it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, first I got to get him on my show, and then yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely. I that would be fun. He would love it. So that's where you know that's where I like it. And so we already said we already talked about what's off limits, right? The ha- it's usually like the face. hair and the face. I, I did a whole you, um, I did a whole jizz quiz early on in my podcast because I did. A, so I used to have a co-host, so we did a lot more conversations before the I was talking to people calling in and uh we did a jizz quiz because i would always feel like oh if some guy is really into jizzing on girls faces like what does it kind of say about him is that a guy who just like doesn't that like secretly hates women you know because i had this one friend and he was like oh the two is the hottest things for me is uh coming on a girl's face and also fucking her in the ass and making her blow me right after and i'm like you just hate women okay like you want them to eat shit eat their own shit and jerk off yeah. on their face. Like there's something like hateful there. I don't know. So I did this whole jizz quiz on like, what, do, like, do you guys that like that? Are they do you women have haters? Do you, you know? have a jizz quiz? Yeah, it was a jizz quiz. I forget what the results were, but let's do a jizz quiz. Let, let, right in. Like, what do you think? Like, do you like to jizz on a girl's face? But this is the problem with those guys. Men that really secretly hate women because they probably hate their mom, they don't really know it. So I don't know that they would be able to answer correctly anyway, you know? Yeah. They're not evolved enough to actually know what their shortcomings no, are and about, why they're... No, no, no. I don't think it's about being evolved enough. I think it's um, it's very... I think what I have found, and I hated my parents growing up. I had a very bad relationship with them, but I was very much in touch with the fact that I didn't like them and I was able to say out loud, I fucking hate you, you know, and I'm fine with them now. But I think... There's this rare thing that most people have with their parents. Like they cannot be honest about the fact that if they hate them and they did bad things about them, they can't do that because that their parent is, you know, hating your parents is such a, like, a, it's like the cardinal sin that I just think a lot of people can't go there because it just feels like the antithesis of what you're allowed to do. And therefore they jizzing on girls' faces because they can't fucking say out loud, I hate my mommy. You know, I hated her because yeah. she did this or that. So they're doing it to all these girls and they're taking it everywhere else. Put it where it is. Hate your fucking mother and then get over it. Because that's what happens. You yeah. get past it and then you accept it and then you're okay. You know, but I think really the reason why they don't know is they're just not in touch with it. Because I just think a lot of people don't want to cop to that. And sorry for going that deep on your show, but that's the kind of oh. analysis stuff that I love. <laughs> Oh no, I'm I'm totally up for it. I, I you know I I get deep on the show. It's not just the superficial sexy stuff, but that moment when I'm going back, I'm listening to you, and I'm going back to that moment where you know my dominant at the time where he did that to me, and he he loves his mom. He's southern. He like totally like his mom is like way up here on a pedestal. But he yeah, they all do. that just I love <laughs> I love that. It was Even like the this guys ownership. That hate their mom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm fairly certain I was with him for quite for many years. I'm pretty sure he just loves her. But 
you know, that moment where it did kind of feel good. It was like he was, it was claiming me and it was an ownership thing. Like, Hey, if I want to come on your face, I will come on your face. Yeah. I know you don't like it. Yeah. But right now you you need this. Yeah. 100%. If I put this video on my YouTube, people would tell me like, no, Kathy, it's not always about that. Like it might be about that, you know, 10% of the time, but yeah, what you just said is a great point and 100% makes sense. Like there, there's probably like that ownership thing. There's a different sort of expression for it and the reason for it. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm not saying my just quiz was not saying that a hundred percent of the time, if a guy wants it just in his face, he hates his mom, but I would say there's something to it. It's, it could be there in somebody, but you're right. I think yeah. that that's, I think your scenario and what you were getting from that absolutely makes sense. And that exists too, for sure. Yeah. A lot of men have asked me anonymously when they leave me voicemails and stuff like that, or send me in their emails, you know, they ask me if women really do enjoy the taste of it and what they think about the consistency and the smell. And, you know, I know you've talked to a lot of women yourself and obviously you are one. So how would you answer those questions? You know, because like I did do my little PSA about swallowing and stuff. And I made this like funny analysis to like, oh, you know, for anybody who likes to eat oysters and you don't swallow jizz, like jizz is a lot less gross. Like do it like an oyster, open up your back of your throat, just let it go down. And someone said, well, it sounds, Kathy, like maybe you hate it, but you're just doing it for your guy. It's like, no, I am not. I'm sorry. I can't sit here and lie to your guys. And say, oh, I love the taste of jizz. Like, I just want to put it on ice cream and eat it all day. I mean, sorry, but does it taste great? No, it has, it, it barely has a taste, right? But do I like swallowing it in the moment when I am horny and drunk on that person and in the mood? I enjoy it because it's a, it's a, him getting turned on. It's me pleasuring him. It's just a part of the dirty sex act. Like, I like it, but. Would I sit here and be like, oh, it tastes delicious? Like, no, but it doesn't have that much of a taste. The only thing I will say, and it's very true, is that, you know, if you take a lot of medicine or do a lot of drugs, it is in that cum. So I always give my guys a status update on their health when I swallow their jizz. They all ask me because, you know, they know that I could tell. Like, how did, how was it? I'm like, oh, clean. Yeah, you're obviously not taking any bad drugs lately. I could tell. (laughs) I could tell because it tastes very, um, and I hate when they are doing drugs or pills because it has a very medicine, a bitter kind of a taste to it. But when someone's yeah. clean and they're not doing any of that shit, it doesn't really have that much taste. Does the, yeah, you know, no, I totally, right? Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's the thing I've noticed that there is, it. there's variances in how it tastes, but usually it's pretty mild. And yeah. so- I'm all about it. You know, I, I want to swallow it. You know, I'm not going to spit it out or be like, oh no, I don't swallow. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because I know that it really turns him yes, off. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and I want to, you know, I want him to, I want him to have the full experience of getting his dick sucked and then me swallowing his cum like a good girl. I mean, like I know that he's going to get off on that. And a lot of times it is, it's very mild. And so it tastes okay. Yeah, it's fine. So the only time... Yeah. And the only time it doesn't is when, like you said, there, you know, there's something going on It obviously diet or you know, if you have a bad diet or sometimes I find if you're, they're not, they don't drink a lot of water. It's just like clumpy. And Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> I do clumpy. think the only thing that I think makes a big difference is like a, it's a lot of pills, pills really to make the, the, the taste change and drugs. It could either be lots of pills, just basic medication. It'll be yeah. in there. Or hardcore drugs. I had a boyfriend, and I've talked about this before on my show, who was snorting heroin. I didn't know it at the time, but I blew him and I threw up immediately afterwards. And I'm sure that the heroin was in that jizz, right? He had probably just did it. It was in there or or from whatever. And because I threw up right afterwards and I never have. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show, but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. 
So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. So that shit is in there, okay? You could taste, I could tell whether someone's doing drugs or medication for sure. But like I said about the oysters, go listen to my, I, I, you know, it's a lot less gross than a lot of things. I don't know why people are so anti it. You know, I don't like oysters. Me neither. But I like jizz. Yeah, me neither. I think yeah. they're gross. You know, like, they are what? gross. I've tried every single way. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's what I mean. To, yeah. I was like, if you eat oysters, any of you females out there, and you won't swallow your guy's jizz, that's fucked up because there's nothing grosser. The consistency, the look, the taste. Oh my God. It's like dirty ashtray fish water. Uh, you know? It's like a snot ball. Yeah. It just is. So I can't. So gross. It is gross. Thank you. I have tried and yeah. tried. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> because they are very, I want to be in the oyster. They are very good for you. They have some sort of minerals in there that are better for you than a lot of other things and hard to find and get from other places. But yeah, they're gross. And but they do make you horny. It's a true fact. And let's crush them up and put them in a pill. But I don't want... I don't want to eat yeah. them. They're not my, they're not my yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. So good. I think we can kind of, I hopefully we've like relieved that for guys like your jizz does not taste bad. And if you wonder how it tastes, fucking taste it. Like, I always think it's weird that guys will say they've never tasted their own jizz. I'm like, lying. really? I mean, I've put my fingers inside me and smelled it and I tasted it. Lying. Like, what? They are I do lying. too. It's the same with them saying, don't put anything in my butt. And, and, and meanwhile, at home, they're <laughs> shoving all kinds of GI Joes up there. Yeah. Okay. Like, honestly. <laughs> Guys are so horny. You think that most of them haven't tried. Oh, what does it feel like shoving something in my ass? Come on. They just don't want to admit it because they think it's, you know, gay, quote unquote. Yeah, there's this weird stigma with men and all that, which I think is kind of really rude to gay men. Like, what's wrong with being gay, first of all? And second of all, nothing can make you something that you're not, you know? So I think probably though a lot of guys have tried their own jizz. They're just not going to cop to it. I totally agree. Now, I want to go back and just, I don't know that I got the exact answer on that coming in your ass. Is that okay No, or my not? answer was that uh, I am rarely doing it without a condom. That was my whole, remember I went into a whole diatribe about yes. using condoms. You know, I won't let a guy, that's just a booty call, fuck me without a condom. So if we're doing anal, he's got a condom on. So I haven't had come in my ass in a long time, but I don't remember not liking it. You know what I mean? Okay. I just upsets me. First, it does something to like my GI tract. I don't know why it like, it just the messes with it. And yeah, I well, get, you know, it's against nature. It's against the laws of nature. You know, it's, it's just, there's not supposed to be come there. That's not how you make a baby. <laughs> I know. I know. And it, I get, it's like when it's, when it has to come out, it's very disruptive. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, just can't. I used to get, um, I don't, if I don't guys would come on my chest or my chest, I would get like a, a rash, you know, like I was allergic to it, like a prickly rash. Oh, it would really? go away. It wasn't something that lasted, but it would last for a couple of hours. So I think jizz is supposed to be in your vaginal walls and that's it. And down your throat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. By the way, I can see, I can, I can see your boobs. You have very nice boobs. I just want to tell all my listeners, Kathy has really nice boobs. And you told me one time that you knew you had nice boobs. And now that I'm a boob connoisseur, I have to agree <laughs> that you you have very nice <laughs> boobs. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, those are Everybody nice. Has okay. <laughs> I got a little boob envy going. I mean, mine might have uh, a, might have a yours. I have some really hot pics of your boobs on my Patreon. Okay, come on. Well, but there's a little sag there. Well, no, I mean, I'm older, so you I'm know. sorry. There's nothing. I love a good sag. I'm sorry. Like they should you do. sag. Absolutely, they should sag a yeah. little bit. Like they should hang. Like boobs hang. Like that's real. I don't like. Like I remember having a a, a roommate once who got breast implants, and she showed them to me, and I was like, oh my god. They look like someone put like sand in a in a bowl and then just put them there. It was like down and then round <laughs> and that was it, you know? Yes. I like a hang. I think that that looks good. It looks real. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. Like, I just, I like a hang. I don't think, sometimes when I see these before and afters of people that had like big boobs and they got like a reduction or a lift, I think they look better beforehand. Same with vaginal plastic. Yeah. Have you ever looked at those? I don't know. 
No, I haven't. Well, I was going to put myself up once on ratemypussy.com because I didn't know like how I compare. Now that you're having threesomes, you're like, yeah, all girls have different looking pussies, right? And I was like, do I have beef curtains? Am I small? Am I right? Like what would other people think of me compared to others? So there's a website called ratemypussy.com. And I was going to go on there and you put it on and then everyone makes comments so you could see how you are. But there is a certain type of one that I just don't like. And it's a very flat one that is very like nothing's there and it's just like a slit. And But it turns out that that's what everybody, every woman goes to the plastic surgeon to get. Because like I once looked it up, me and my friend were like looking it up and all the before pictures were to me look so much better than the after pictures. The after pictures, they yeah. all look like that pussy that I think is like vile. Maybe because it just looks like a 14-year-old. I don't know. It's like a, just a slit. Yeah. Whereas the one before, it looks like real meaty. Like it looks good. I don't know. And the other ones are gross. And now everyone's going to be Googling it. Google it because it is interesting to me. I and know. I feel that same way about breasts. I think a hang and stuff. I don't like them so perfect. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, interesting. Ratemypussy.com. I'm definitely, that's a hot tip. I'm going to check that talk, out. I love content that. For your show. Put yourself up there. There's a lot of different ones, you know, don't <laughs> tell people where you're going, you know, yeah. but put it up yeah, there yeah. and then read the comments. What happened to me? The only reason why I didn't do it, because I always want that kind of information. Like how is my pussy compared to somebody else? Like, I'm just curious yeah. like that. I just want the facts. Like I'm motivated by insults. Tell me if it's terrible. I'll fix it. Or like, how does it rate compared and right yeah. before I was about to post myself on, I started sleeping with this guy who was like a world traveler player. And he was like, oh, no, it's great. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I, you just rated my pussy.com. So I don't really need anyone else, you know, because this guy slept with the world. But it's a good place to yeah. go to see what, you know, what do you guys think of the way yours looks? I don't know. Because they do come in all different shapes and sizes. Just they really, like I know. They really nipples. Yeah, they really, yeah. really do. I know. I wish. Yeah, I, I love that. And so when we were talking about the taste and consistency of cum, you know, I used to, I got into this phase. I don't know if you've ever done this. I got into this phase where I was, I called myself like the load inspector. Like when a guy would come, whether it was in a condom or on me, I wanted to see it. I wanted to inspect it. I wanted proof positive that what I had made happened, oh, you know, and how- really? How big the load, yeah, the, how big the yeah, load yeah, yeah. was. Like I get turned on by a heavy comer. Like a, when a guy, you know, has like Nico, that, the you know, the, the submissive guy, because he's denied all the time. I mean, he just comes massive huh. amounts. And I'm like, whoa, I don't even know if I've ever even seen that much cum come out of one guy, but it makes me feel good. Like it really feeds my ego. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. You know? Yeah, I, I've never been into that, but I could see why you would feel that way and why you would, your curiosity yeah. would go there. I'm not wired like that, but, uh, it's interesting that you are, you know, we're all wired. Even when it's right? a, I know. Even when it's in a condom, That's like I want to see, I want it to turns see you on. I want to look, like, is it a turn on or is it just, uh, an ego boot? Like, is it after you've come and the fact, and you just want to go to yeah. expect like a, like a detective or is it during the act that you want to see and it keeps you going? Like, is it a, I want, no, it's more after yeah. the fact. Like, it's like, I want, I want to get the facts. I want, it's like a detective, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I want, I want to know. And it does, it boosts my ego. And I also kind of want to know, like, so if there's not a lot in there, I, you know, then I start drawing conclusions, like this guy jacks off a lot. And I've started to like compare that with guys that I know jack off a lot or that have a lot of sex to the ones that are being denied. And I do believe that the loads are bigger with the guys that, you know, haven't had it in a while. So it's almost like my secret way of knowing, like, what are you doing behind my back? Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that, think that that rings true because I've talked to my booty call. Of, it probably no, does it. it doesn't. But you know who's do, like more, like you're like wired like a guy because I know that like my booty call guy now is always asking me for like an analysis and report on his jizz afterwards. Like, yeah, like, was it a lot? Like, how was the consistency? Did, did it seem good? Did it shoot yeah. far? You know? <laughs> yeah. So I think guys would love I for know. you to report on your findings because they want to know that information. The load too. report. <laughs> Maybe I need to do like a sidebar yeah. episode, yeah. you know, once a month, the load yeah. report. <laughs> I can just get into it. Everybody's yeah. loads, how it all came out. Who's faring where on the on the yeah, leaderboard? Break my load. Breakmyload.com. Break my load.com. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I love it. I love it. You're gonna have to go yeah. on and be a judge. We'll start that together. 
Well, I used to say I could work at the police station and just I'll just blow all your all your people that you busted for drugs and I'll tell you who's using and who isn't. <laughs> I love that. Okay, now so let's talk about let's switch gears and talk about you personally and your orgasms and how have your orgasms changed from when you were first having sex to now? Because mine have yeah, moved all yeah, over the place. For sure. I think now they're more they're deeper. They're more all over the place and they're like longer. I feel like I, and I think it's just a matter of like being older that you could control them more. And I like to, and I think that they were just much more clitoral, that kind of stimulation when I was younger, because when I started jerking off very early on, I like found my clip by accident. I put a pencil down there and somehow I touched it. And in one second I had this weird thing happen and then I kept doing it. You know what I mean? And I was like, constantly touching this part of my body and having orgasms, but to the point where I had no clue where my real hole was and where my, like when a dick went all the way down so much further than that area, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm so wired to believe that all my pleasure is up higher in the clit area. So I got wired very easily to just have those kind of orgasms instead of inner ones, you know? And I think over time I've been able to undo that. And I feel the sensation and the orgasms more intense and more all over and more overall pleasurable, even though I'm having less of them. Yeah. I feel, so mine have gone from, you know, same thing, kind of same thing where, where, you know, the first way I learned to orgasm was clitorally. And so I was so excited, you know, the first time, you know, I, I, I knew, had to do it masturbating, but I was so excited the first time I had one yeah. with a guy and, you know, he was like rubbing his dick yeah. inside, kind of like doing yeah, the half yeah, yeah. game, right? In, out, in, out. And it was stroking yeah. past my clit, stroking past my clit. And we were doing that intentionally because I was like, I read this article in Cosmo, yeah. let's try this. <laughs> and he was doing it and I was like, oh my God, I came. And then anytime he ever tried to make, like mess around any other way, I'd get yeah. pissed, you know? And I was like 18. I'm like, you know, now that I'm having them with him, I'm like, don't fuck with my orgasms. We're going to do it this way. And you get stuck in like a rut. Yeah, because it's so easy. And then, I know. And then when I got older, I started kind of experimenting and playing around with myself more internally with dildos, you know, started using dildos. And I started to realize about my G spot and just like putting how, when you put the pressure on the inside in your pubic bone, like how that feels or, or just that section between your clit and right before the entrance of your vagina, like put pressure there, like that does it. And then even on the, as, as I was getting yoni massages, as I got older, you know, like on the outside, just really how intricate we are. But I used to be able to have multiples really quick back to back. And now what I find is, you know, now that I'm older, I find that they, I can, I have a one big long one, like sometimes like like a rolling yeah. orgasm, or I, maybe that's what people call yeah, full body more, orgasms. Yeah, I'm that's not like sure, the but old person's orgasm. It's really great. That's what <laughs> is I that what I it don't is? Know because I'm having those more so now too than when I was younger. Yeah, it's a, that kind. That was a perfect yeah. way of explaining. It feels like it's rolling and it's longer, and there's more minis, and you could make it yeah. go longer. But maybe you are having multiple yeah. orgasms, but they're just it's it's like lower peaks, but it lasts longer and it's more intense. Yeah, it is. It really is. And then I can, I don't have like a, I have a short refractory period. So you, that's nice. So I can usually, you know, then I can have, have more after that, but they won't usually be as strong as after that first kind of one, uh, you know, big, long, yeah, big, long rolling one. And then I have little, I'll have the little peak ones or whatever that I can, sometimes I get aggressive and I can get them out of there. Yeah, you're lucky. I can feel like I can feel it in there and it just needs to come out. So, oh, I love that. But, but so I guess, you know, my point to that was, you know, I kind of want guys to know that don't, you know, our orgasms change as our bodies get older and there's a whole process to it. I think of how we're developing with our own pleasure as we move along in life. And so, you know, it irritates me when it, when a guy gets frustrated, like if I want to use my vibrator or something like that, you know, it's like, uh, uh. No, no, no. You know, if I'm having orgasms and this is fun for me and I'm feeling good while I'm fucking you. Right, don't right, right, right. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, about that? I, listen, I think everyone's different. And the worst thing you could ever do to ruin that is going to ruin the vibe of intimacy between you and a person is complain about something when it comes to sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's the way the girl yeah. gets off, then just let her do it because 
There's nothing worse than somebody being in their head when it comes to sex. So if you put that out there, then the girl's going to feel self-conscious and then there's going to be pressure and then she's thinking about it and that ruins everything. You're more likely to get that person away from what you don't like by just allowing that to happen and then trying to do different things, you know, but to, to say to someone, oh, if that's the way that girl knows and is wired to get off and that's what she's into now, make it work for you. But the worst thing you could say is like, what the fuck? It's no different than if like a guy has their own things, you know, to sort of complain about it or say, I don't want it. You ruin everything by talking negatively, I think, about sex. I mean, there's just a a way that it should be brought up and stuff. And big deal if you're like for you want to use a vibrator when you want to have sex, make it work, make it hot for the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I love, I yeah, love, why would they care? Yeah, I love toys. You know, that's yeah. like a guy that's like weird as in his, and he's in his own head too much. Cause like, just make it like, make it hot. How's that not hot? I know. I think guys get intimidated yes. by sex toys. Sometimes they feel like that you're more into the sex yeah. toys than them. And you know, it's like, no, this is what we're doing together. It's not, you know, if I wanted to masturbate without you, I would do that. That's not why, you know, that's not why you're here. We're here to have this experience together and I want to come all over your dick. And so here's how yeah, I'm, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> any guy out there that thinks like the dildo was taken over for you to next time go in your wife's drawer, take that dildo, shove it up in your ass. Trust me. It, it does not feel the same thing as the real thing. I don't care. You know, I'm a little bit of a sex, no. you know, like a bigger dick, but like, even if I have the biggest dildo in the world, I feel so good. If I fuck a guy, it's going to feel so much better because it's real. It's warm. It's soft. There's, there's nothing out there yeah. that is like the real deal. It's kind of like apples and oranges. It's, you really true. can't compare them. So a guy should never think that it's taking over like his place really at all. It's only adding and fun, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about like the different ways that, you know, you can make yourself come. Do you, do you take control and make it happen or sit back and let your partner do it for you? Do you have any preferences and have you ever faked it? No, you know, yeah, maybe I used to say I could count the times on my one hand, how many times I faked it. Maybe now I could count the times on my one hand and two fingers. I mean, no, I don't know. I don't bother faking it. If I'm there to have sex, And I know this is very wrong. I learned on my podcast that you don't have to orgasm to enjoy yourself. And it shouldn't always be about the orgasm. But for me, that's the way I am. I want to fucking come. And there's no reason for me to be there to fool around with someone and not come. So I have never not come. You know, I'll make the guy work or, you know, until I do. And I'm very bossy. And that's one area of my life I was always very secure in that I would speak up, like move over there, do it slower, hold me down. I will direct the whole way. I know how my body works. I'm not afraid of talking. I make the guy do exactly what I want and I get my orgasm every time. So no, I'm not typically into faking it at all. And let me tell you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There's a tell. This is how you tell whether you're a girl. Oh yeah, okay. There's the tell. Your nipples get very erect. A girl's nipple gets very erect and constricted right after she comes. So you go up and feel her nipples after she does her big moaning, groaning, fake orgasm. If her nips are flat, she didn't come. Sorry. That's your tell. So I'm always paranoid of getting busted. Like I'm, you could tell when someone has orgasm. So I'm like, oh no, you know, I really have to. And I always do, but that's the tell if you really know if someone orgasm. Look at their nipples right afterwards. Yeah. I, you know, it's, that's funny. I, uh, when I was younger, I'm sure, I, I mean, I know yeah. I faked it a couple of times just because I kind of wanted it to be over because the guy w- just wasn't, he wasn't doing anything right. And I, I didn't have the vocabulary back yeah, then. I'm yeah. talking about my 20s. You know, I just didn't say, do this, do that. I was just more thinking I'd switched off and I'm like, yeah. I just want to yeah. get out of here. I hope he finishes yeah. soon so I can you know, I can get on the road. And, you know, and then at some point I just said, that's ridiculous. And I stopped that. And if I don't, there's times, not very often, but you know, sometimes, especially when someone's new, the first time I might not have an orgasm with them. I don't know why it's like a mental thing. Usually after the first time, then I have no problem, but I just say, Hey, you know, that was great. I just, you know, I couldn't get there. And, but you know, next time I will, and we'll do this, this and that. And usually that's, it's fine after that. But I really feel like women, if they're faking it, they really are doing themselves a disservice because you're giving the guy positive reinforcement and he thinks he's doing 
a good job and he's he's just not doing the right thing. He might be trying really hard. I feel like guys too, do try really hard. They love for you to tell them, like you were saying, you know, you tell yeah, them, yeah, you know, yeah. do this, yeah. grab my hair, you know, or pull this. Or They want to know because yeah. they're not mind readers. Yeah, so, I think that's very important. Yeah, yeah I, you're right. It's always, you never, I, I always know. get nervous for the first time I'm going to fool around with someone because I do feel that pressure that you have to come and you want to, but it's, it's always going to be a little bit uh, scary that you don't know if you are the first time you're going to be more in your head because it's a new partner. So yeah, I forgot about those times. And yeah. in my first relationship, I don't think I ever came with that guy. And I must have faked it a million times. So what am I talking about only on my one hand? I was really young and I had this boyfriend and I fucked him and I couldn't come from his like, because remember I told you I was so clit focused that when he's like fucking me down there, I'm like, what's going on? You know, and I wouldn't come through having sex yeah. with him, but it was yeah. like my next boyfriend and every time on. And once I realized how to do it, I, I was always you know, comfortable guiding and directing. And I think that's really the way to go for both women and men. You know, every guy, some guys like their balls to be touched, yeah. some don't, you know, everyone, you know, and I, I'll ask like, does this feel good? You want me to go slower? Like, does you like this? Like, I mean, you should really communicate your needs. And that's why I typically have long-term same person booty calls. Cause I if I'm going to have sex, I want it to be fucking good. Yeah. And to me, sex is always better with someone that I know and that knows me. And we really know all the ways to get each other off. You know, that's what I like. I think sex gets better over time with somebody. Oh, absolutely. It's why, that's why I don't like one-offs or one night stands. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I can yeah. masturbate, you know, and do it better. Like you know, this takes time to cultivate and have, you know, know each other, really know each other's bodies and get used to each other's tells and the But moans some women, and, and know, I'm always impressed they, with these women, they are so wired differently than me, but they love variety like a man does. You know, men love variety. They love one night stands. Yeah. They could visually, that's all they fucking need to get horny, get off one and done, you know, and there's women that are wired like that. And they always super impress me because they, and they love variety, you know, and it could just, that's all they, they do. They don't need to cultivate anything. It could be a one and done and a different guy every night. And that's always fascinating to me because it's just like, we're all so different. Yeah, no, I know. I I don't think, and I'm the same way too. I'm like, how do they do? I mean, that's great that they are so in touch with their bodies free that turns them on. It's exciting for them. And for me, I just need, I need more. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm really going to make that work. Now, how do you feel about tease and denial? Yeah. You do. Would you let somebody edge you? Yes. I've played so many psychotic tease and denial games in my life, and I never knew that there was actual term for it until I started doing my show. But yeah. You know, listen, there comes a point in time in your life where anyone could fuck, right? Like when you were younger, like fucking was so great because it's like naughty and you can't do it. Then you grow up and you could fuck anyone you want at any time and anywhere. So how do you make it interesting? You just do weird things. Like I have dry humped a, in my grown up life for like two hours and got more horny from dry humping with clothes on and not being able to fuck. I have done weird things like that. And I never realized that that's tease and denial. That's edging, making it last, yeah. not letting yourself go. I was dating a narcissist once who was like really terrible. And I'd be like, I'm never fucking you again. But then I'd go over his house and I'd be like, okay, you're not allowed to touch me anywhere and we can't have sex. And so we just like lay on top of each other and use our breath all over and just grind. And it was like the hottest fucking thing I've ever experienced because it's kind of like, opposite, right? You could do whatever you want. So tease and denial when you grow up happens to be like so super hot because it's something that you rarely do, right? It's like when you're younger, the thought of real sex is the hottest thing because all you could do is tease and denial. As a grown up, dry humping, please trust me, go back to your seventh grade days, dry hump one night. It's fucking hot. It could be hot. Yes. No, I'm doing, I do that with, I'm doing that right now with somebody (laughs) like that, you know, (laughs) and it, and I talk about that a lot. It's the the making yeah. out. Like why why do people overlook a good fucking make out? Yeah. Like that you is could just hot. do that. You know, there's no there's no end you don't end it. It just it it's all about that build up and being yeah. right there in the moment. And I love it. And then and that is what kind of sticks in my brain. And that's why you want to keep going back for more and get, keep going back for more. And then when you if you do finally get that release, it's just like yeah, and so I take good. it when I analyze everything so much that I peel the layers back on my tease and denial thing. And I think to myself, like, wow, you know, I'm kind of like that in all areas 
of my life. Like if I like something, I do not want it to be over. Like if you give me a bunch of Christmas presents, I don't want to open them up yet until everyone's done opening and I open up less because I don't want that good thing to be over. If I'm eating food, I leave what I love. If I have 10 vegetables on a plate, I eat the ones that I love last because I don't want the thing to be over. So it's the same thing with sex. Like it's so good that I don't want it to be over. So edging to me and making it last longer is just it's just satisfying the addict in me, you know? It's just that feel-good thing is so good. I want I it to last a long time. And etching and tease and denial does just that. Keeps you in that great place. I eventually will always orgasm because I want that end goal thing to happen. But a good tease and denial is always a lot of fun. Yeah. Now I I was like that growing up too. I called it I called it eating my peas. It's, yeah. It was delaying gratification. Yeah. That's what I called it back then before I knew what you know to, yeah. to apply it in a sexual way. But it was basically like if my yeah. mom made food, made dinner and she put the plate down, whatever I did not like right. the least, I ate right away so that I could yeah. get that out of the way and then enjoy and first? savor yeah. you know what I really yeah, liked I'll about ask that somebody, meal. Like yeah. what type of person are you? That. Like if you have a plate of food. You know, do you eat what you like the best first or do you eat it last? Like these little weird things I think do say a lot about what kind of, you know, breed you are. Nobody's right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. It just says a lot, I think, about who you are as a person. And most likely you could see that same thing of how you eat your food played out in other areas. Like I said, with the presents, I'm that way with presents. Everyone's opening at Christmas. I don't want to open up my presents. I want to lay to the last possible moment because I don't want it to be over because it's just like the best vegetable on my plate. So I think that that's, you know, going so into something, but I do think we're all different personality types, but me and you are very similar. I know. I know. And okay. Here's our last question. Now, what is, and it's, it's kind of a broad one, but what's the best advice that you can give to the listeners about how to have a really satisfying sex Well, you know, listen, is it the person that's been married to somebody for 20 years? Is it somebody that's single? Like uh, it is too broad. Could you be more specific? How about to the uh, married listeners in a yeah? Uh, well, I hear a lot from uh, and I ha- I just aired an episode like sex. Steve was in a sexless marriage and now he's like living out. His, he got a hall pass and he's living out his fantasies. I mean, I talk to a lot of couples and the ones I love talking to the most are the ones who have been through the sort of problem of being married to the same person for a really long time losing their intimacy and their sex life completely. And then the ones who have gained it back, because on those episodes, I really learn from them, like what you can do to save that marriage, how to bring it together. And what is always there in the couples that make it through that time and get back and are plugged back in is communication and communicating their fantasies, the things that they want the most. I just taped today a really great episode with a guy, a young guy who's an uh, author who wrote a book and it's like 365 days of questions that prompt couples to talk about sex with each other, intimate questions about intimacy that opens up those conversations and get them talking. There are so many people out there that are in sexless marriage that have never told their partner that they would love to have a threesome or they want a DP or that they're into this or that. And if you start to really open up and talk about those things and have those conversations, and start, you know, sexy talking to each other, like that kind of stuff really changes the game. So I think it's communication. I think it's putting your stuff on the table. I think it's fantasy talk. I think it's working with the other person to open up the lines of communication. Because listen, as adults, we all get busy. We have a million things to do. It's not like you're 20 years old and you could just fuck all day with your boyfriend. You know, I mean, life's very different when you're older. Right. You have kids, you have careers, you have a house, you have bills, you have a million doctor's appointments. I mean, you know, where do you find that time? You have to put a conscious effort into it and go back to reconnecting and talking again. It's almost like someone once said it was like they started to date again, you know, what it was like in the beginning, what they did in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and so that's my best yeah. advice is just being open and honest and maybe taking a chance and being vulnerable by putting your fantasies out on the table. Because a fantasy doesn't have to be like, this is what I want to do in real life. If you have a good enough imagination, you could mock up and role play together the thing that you want. It never ha- has to happen in real life, but you could role play it together. Just talking about it could be fucking erotic, you know? 
So a lot of times people just don't know what their partner's into and vice versa. So opening up those conversations could bring a whole new layer to your relationship. And that might be all that it takes, you know, so that would be my advice. Yeah, totally agree. Very, very well said. All right, guys. Well, I just want to mention, don't want you guys to forget that if you would like a free trial to my private podcast, all you have to do is send me proof of purchase from one of my sponsors that you hear the ads running in the show this month. Send it to Curious Girl at CuriousGirlDiaries.com. I will send you a link and you can get into my private podcast where the extra, extra spicy content is. Thank you so much for supporting all my sponsors. And don't forget, send me voicemails. I love to hear from you. Let's connect. It's super easy to do. TheCuriousGirlDiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You have up to five minutes. Some people leave me multiple messages if they can't finish in five minutes, and I get back to each and every one of you. Uh, All right. Thanks so much, Kathy, for being on the show show today. Remember, go listen to Strictly Not His Podcast. What kind of fucking host are you? (laughs) Oh, promoting yourself. I'm your guest. Go listen to me, Strictly Anonymous Podcast Confessions on any podcast app. That's okay. Like, <laughs> I will put a link in the show notes, guys. I will also put a link to the uh, podcast yes. episode that oh, I just did so with good. Kathy. Her show's fantastic. You guys got to give it a listen. She has great guests and she's really digs down and gets into their story. And so you, you will came enjoy in another it time a and did Thanks, one of everyone. our dick size. That is a big hit one. You got to listen. Yes, people love it. I still get oh, emails it? about it to this day. Go see the okay. reviews that it got on YouTube. Yeah, we talk just about dick size. That's a very good episode. Yeah. No, give everybody just really oh, quickly, Kathy, tell everyone podcast, where they can find you. Uh, on any podcast app. I'm also on YouTube, but that's just a great place to comment on my episodes. Uh, I think the best place to consume them is on any podcast app. I have six hundred over 600 episodes now, and uh, I'm at Strict Anonymous on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, Layla. This is always fun. All right. Thanks, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.